Welcome to Dreams and Bones, the podcast designed to help us all learn more about the art of living life creatively. My name is Paul Roberts. And I'm his wife, Carol. And we are the creators of Grow Me a Story. A website dedicated to the idea that everyone is creative. Inch by inch, row by row, we want to help you grow the creative dreams and bones in your life through conversation with other creatives. As your creativity cultivators, Carol and I will be bringing in some special guests throughout 2022 to talk with us about the deep joy and meaning that comes from practicing the art of creative living. Today, we are excited to bring you episode two of our four-part interview with our friend, Joy Pursum. In addition to being a retired music educator, Joy continues to live her creative life through activities like directing her church choir, painting, and staying involved in our local community theater. So here it is, episode two with Joy Pursum. do you think we are born creative with certain gifts and to what degree are we a product of our surroundings such as family culture and education you've hit on a little bit of this you know i really think if you are allowed to be creative if you're not stifled at home i think everybody has the ability i mean i have seen kids special needs kids come through my classrooms that have the ability to be creative Mm -hmm. and um that's why when people say to me, oh, I can't sing. And I always say, well, who told you that? Right. And it, I would, they would go, oh, well, my mom said just mouth the words. Or my first choir teacher said mouth the words. And I think I really would like to think that people aren't just, don't just have the ability to do something. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't like to think that they do. Mm-hmm. I, I want to think that it's something they want to do and they find a way to get it done. Mm-hmm. And we talked about the drive of creativity. Mm-hmm. You say creativity and I say drive. Mm-hmm. It's something that would just drive me. And I think absolutely if you're not encouraged at home, if you don't uh, think your parents want to come see you sing or perform or they say stop that and shut up, I don't want to hear that noise or things like that at home, I think you're stifled to the point that you don't Mm -hmm. do a lot of things, whatever it is. If you don't have a dad Mm -hmm. that takes you to go out and work on the car, you're not going to love it, especially if you go out and try to work on a car with him and he screams and yells and just Mm -hmm. is something you don't want to do. And I find with a lot of my students, and as you guys know, I've gone through thousands of them, and Mm -hmm. so have you. Mm -hmm. It's a big deal what mom and dad say at home as to what we're doing and have done. Mm -hmm. And so I really do think it's, it's nurturing. For me, that's what I think. I, I was never told I couldn't sing. I was just told, get up to the piano, we're singing. And my family would sing around the piano whenever my daddy came home. He couldn't sing, but boy, did he like sit next to my mom at the piano. And all of us sang around the piano until my brother was a teenager and decided, you know, that ain't too cool. <laughs> I was given the permission to not sing on the piano. But my other brother all... All of the time I was home, anytime we were in there, my family sang around the piano. And so I was nurtured in that way, not to be shy. My mom would drag us to 
things that the ladies were meeting with, dinners and stuff, and my sister and I would always sing. I was soprano, she was alto. I never thought, I just figured everybody did it. I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so if mom or dad or whoever you're around laughs at you and doesn't encourage you in whatever Mm -hmm. you feel creative in, Mm -hmm. flower making, arranging, whatever. Mm -hmm. I have great creativity in my family. But my brother is a creative, he's a mechanic, Mm -hmm. made good money, had a business, and he's very creative. My oldest sister is a professional watercolorist, very creative. My other sister is very creative. She can put anything together. She is so creative in her mind, but she would never think that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just a whole different way of thinking but right. they never would have done it if they weren't given the opportunity and, mm-hmm. and not question that try it mm-hmm. so, that the encouragement from so nature i don't know i yeah. imagine mm-hmm. there might be somebody everybody thinks what's the what do they call those prodigies, prodigies. yeah i don't know yeah you know every one of beethoven and all of them had somebody behind him beating on him and telling him <laughs> to get this. Mm-hmm. you know i mean it was it i think it takes something to spark that interest in whatever it is. And I guess that's one of the things that we're trying to do with with the website and with mm-hmm. uh, something mm-hmm. like a podcast is say to people, everyone, everyone's creative. Find where that is. That's kind of what we're talking about. But I think most people that know you would, would say, oh, Joy's gift, which makes it sound like you're born with something. Joy's gift is music, but you said... Uh, your sister does watercolor. Well, you paint. I what, do. And people uh, are, are you gifted equally in mm, in those two areas? I think I could be, but I limit myself. You know, I'm now getting to the point where I don't care what people... I can paint in front of people. In fact, I did Art on the Green, and I did some of them painting those stupid little acrylic angels my mother made me paint while I was home, you know, rehabbing from a surgery. And... They changed my life because I could sit out there in that park and someone say, could you do this? And I went, yeah, sure, I'd do that. But if I don't keep doing it, don't keep doing it, then they, you know, that I can't do this creeps back in and mm-hmm. creeps back in. And somewhere along the way, I think if I buy more paints, I'm more creative. Mm-hmm. So I have a art room that's just plugged with paints and mm-hmm. everything. And it's like the Lord keeps saying to me, Joy, when are you going to start working with all that stuff again? You yeah. got up there, you know, I'm retired, you can go up there and do that. And mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things in my life, even at my age, I still question, oh, I don't know, I don't know if I can do that. But yeah, I am talented in that way. Mm-hmm. But I hold myself up against my sister because she made a living at it. And I, there's so many, I mean, I'm scatterbrained and my other sister is just, you know, mm-hmm. it's, I think I do have creativity on the thing. Creativity in cooking. Mm-hmm. I don't like recipes. I taste something to go, yeah, I can do that. Or gardening, like gardening, you know, and I'm a messy gardener, but I love messy gardens Mm -hmm. as far as things crammed and growing together and little things stuck that the kids can find. But I learned that from my grandma, and Mm -hmm. so my grandchildren crawl and look for things in my flowers. And, and so, yeah. you know, and we did pottery together. Yes. That was a fun, and the watercolors. And we, did, we were, yeah. I think we were pretty good at yeah. pottery in the fact yeah. that we didn't just end when it was over. Right. We kept. We thought we were good enough, mm-hmm. and we knew our friends would appreciate it enough if we gave them something that we made and loved ourselves yeah. to hand yeah. over. And I think that's really important. Mm-hmm. And so, yes, I think 
you have to be supported somewhere. And I think Rachel, who taught us, did a very good job of encouraging mm-hmm. us mm-hmm. as well and giving us the opportunity to use her classroom. Yes. And, yeah. and, and never telling really us we were wrong. Right. Unless if she knew something wasn't going to turn out. Right. And it would be broken and we'd feel bad. Yeah. But always giving yeah. freedom. And, and always, yeah, so and saying, look at, you know, bring in stuff. Look at pictures. What do you want to do? And you have to, and then you learn what's right and what's mm-hmm. wrong and what works and what doesn't work. And, you know, I think that's important in every kid's life, as long as it isn't dangerous. You know, there are certain things. That I think, of course, we know we wouldn't do, but I think experimenting with creativity, mm-hmm. which is a whole different thing than, I think, uh, creativity of your own mind, mm-hmm. not altering your mind to be creative. Right. I think there's a lot to be said with the mind that God gave us. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I so. so I used to ask my, particularly <clears throat> in my speech classes, what do you think the public school system values more, conformity or creativity? What do I think they feel now? Sure, yeah, uh, uh, conform definitely. As a as a teacher of an elective that is all about creativity, I just know battles that I've had to fight over certain things and respect from leaders sometimes that you had to fight for because um, they didn't think that your class was important enough. And I think how many kids have gone through our classes and teachers have said to us, I can't get that kid to do anything. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's because they're creative. They, they, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just a whole different ball game. And yeah, I, I think we need to have some areas that are important, but we've gotten to the point where, um, we have too many people making laws that don't know what's going on mm-hmm. and they don't understand what it's like to be in a classroom. And I've been out now, this will be my third year, and I, in the classroom, could not handle it now. Mm-hmm. I could. Mm-hmm. And that was part of the reason I quit teaching. They were taking away my ability to teach what I was there to teach mm-hmm. music and the love of music. I didn't care if my kids won awards. And I'm sure there were people thought I was terrible that I'd haul them to every competition there was I didn't care I wanted them to love music and Mm -hmm. I wanted them to be able to sing and not be afraid to sing in church or the national anthem or somewhere Mm -hmm. and that was important to me but conformity no I think that's still a big deal whoever's making the rules we got to follow the laws then you know we're you know common you know that was a big thing common core I had to teach English in there and I had to get some math in and Mm -hmm. it was like uh, no, I am not. I would say, am I going to get fired if I don't do this? And they'd say, probably not. And I'd say, well, I'm not doing it. Mm-hmm. And I knew that my time was coming. Yeah. That at some point I was going to have to do yeah. it. And that's when it just, we have to have something for mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't care. It doesn't have to be music or drama. It, it Industrial arts, making things, oh, whatever. Yes. But it just can't be their minds. My mind and math never worked. Mm-hmm. It just never worked. It didn't. And I didn't care about history. Yeah. I mean, I just wasn't that big a deal to me. And it doesn't mean that it's less important. Mm-hmm. But I'll never forget at Northwest Nazarene, my grades. I worked so hard for my grades, and there was a class called the Study of Paul, <laughs> and we had to we had to learn, you know. And it's a Nazarene school, of course. You have to take Bible classes, but I didn't care about it. 
I didn't care about it. I wanted to be the best at my instrument. And you had to learn how to play all the instruments, a scale or something. So I went in and took the final and just barely squeaked by on a D. And for some of them, they just thought I completely failed as a student because I didn't know anything about Paul. Mm. <laughs> and I said, yes, but I can play the scale on everything but a flute because I couldn't make a sound out of a flute. <laughs> but I said, look at the things I can do. And I think I just think that we need to be more aware of kids in their minds. I'm all for tech schools and I'm all for, mm. yes, English and yes, learn how to be uh, to write correctly. I'm not I have no problems with that. But we're beating our teachers down trying to make them do things we never signed up for. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm not talking COVID and teaching. I'm talking about the excitement of teaching. Mm-hmm. Teach to this test. Do this, do this. Yeah. That ruins the excitement of teaching. Mm-hmm. And stifles their creativity. Stifles their creativity. No, as teaching. As and teachers are creative beings. They are. And they create masterpieces every time they stand in front of a class and put time into it. Mm -hmm. And when you come in and say, you can't teach that anymore, Mm -hmm. we know, if you're a good teacher, you know what what works with kids. Mm -hmm. And uh, we got too many people making decisions that really don't. So, yeah, I would say we don't work toward creative. Maybe we're getting better at it in some places, but for me, I thought it was getting worse. And you're feeling like that was the wise choice. You did it you did it at I the right it. time. I did it at the right time before I became a complainer. Yeah. I didn't want to be a complainer. Yeah. I didn't want to be the teacher, and I was finding myself yeah. every meeting moving further to the back <laughs> of the room, you know, and I am yeah. one of those that have to constantly doodle, and I was doodling, 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 and I knew the principals were looking at me, and he, they'd walk by and go, what are you doing, Joy? And I'm just doodling, trying to keep my mouth shut. And so I knew that it was time because I would be the old lady teacher back there going, oh, wow, what the heck are we doing? And I didn't want to do that. I wanted to leave happy, and I wanted Mm -hmm. the kids to be happy. I wanted to make them something happy, and I could see it was going to go somewhere else. And and then I had to figure out what what happens. Who am I? Mm -hmm. You know, and that's a whole other story in its own. Mm -hmm. So what are the ways that you are still using some of those gifts then? I mean, if we look at education, yeah, you were doing drama and mm-hmm. choir and mm-hmm. teaching music mm-hmm. lessons. Mm-hmm. What 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 are your outlets right now? What are your creative well, outlets? Well, I'll tell you, this was a really, as many people, I'm no different than anybody else, this was a dry spell in my life, mm-hmm. and I had to come, I had uh, many, many arguments with my God over mm-hmm. the COVID, first of all, over retiring. Mm-hmm. Just getting to the point where I could get on an airplane and fly to my brother's house and come back in October and then everything shut down in December and then having to stay in my home. And so who was it but me and the Lord, you know, and Mm -hmm. so there were some good shouting sessions and I (laughs) didn't do anything really creative except maybe learned to be a better lover of my God and Mm. the fact that I understood how much he loved me mm-hmm. and that I could be quiet. You know, um, that was hard. Mm-hmm. I never was home, ever was home. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to be home. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, you didn't I want to be with your home. own thoughts. I didn't want to. I yeah. wanted to be out there doing stuff and mm-hmm. to sit there. And it got to the point I was depressed. I didn't want to play the piano. I didn't play the piano. I didn't do any art. I really don't know what I did. Spent a lot of time kneeling and crying and you know, I, I I never told my daughter or my family about it till it was all over because I really think it would worry them. Mm-hmm. 
but it was a time for self-thought. Mm-hmm. And boy, did I have some. I mean, in some days, I didn't want to love, I didn't want to be a Christian. I wanted to be angry. I didn't give up easy. But I kind of now see a different place in my life. And I have my church choir. And I love those people. They're older, and it's a Lutheran church. They've given me the ability to do what I want to do. You know, the Gaithers to them are kind of like rock music. (laughs) We're getting better and bigger at it, and they they love it, and they're good people, and I love that. Mm -hmm. They're a little quieter than I was raised, but I don't care, you know. And so I have my church choir, and I'm starting to do things again with the theater, that I stopped doing, and um, I'm a little pickier about it. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. volunteer to play pianos, and and I don't volunteer to do anything. And this is says a lot for you too, for unless I know people know what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know, because you know the the commitment. Yeah. And yeah. day yeah. after day after day, when you're doing stuff with people that you don't think they know what they're doing, that's how you learn theater. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I don't want to spend time doing that anymore. I, it's not that I think my ego is so big. It's just, I've done it. Right. Yeah. Let the young kids learn and come up. And I don't know if there will be, but I hope so. And there we are. We are halfway through our month-long four-episode interview with our friend and fellow creative, Joy Pursun. Carol, were there any aha moments for you, any important takeaways from our conversation today? One of the things I liked that Joy talked about was when she was home with COVID and she was by herself and her conversations with God. And sometimes they weren't always pleasant conversations. Sometimes she got a little angry. And part of our five ways to cultivate a creative life is connecting with the Creator. And sometimes that connection may not be a pleasant thing, but it may be a necessary thing. An honest thing. An honest thing, yes. An authentic way to connect with the Creator in order for you to process some of what you're going through and then get to the point where then you can once again create. Yeah, it, uh, it made me think that sometimes if there are no creative outlets, that can lead to some struggles with depression. But being down, being depressed at times is just a normal part of life. And, and uh, that's one of the reasons why we want to connect people with a community. I think we connect with the Creator at times through other people. And we need those other people in our lives to be able to make those connections. Well, as we wrap up this week's episode, once again, we'd like to thank our Sacred Community Garden members and this month's podcast subscribers for helping support the Dreams and Bones podcast. If you have found us and you're not a member, but you want to know more about Dreams and Bones, go to www.growmeastory.com where you can find out more about practicing the art of creative living with your hosts, Paul and Carol Woolham Roberts. We hope you'll join us each Friday for another Dreams and Bones podcast.